Welcome to Insights, a production of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Insights is an audio podcast that provides perspective on the opportunities and uncertainties facing investors today. Today's program, The Market Insights Notes on the Week Ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is May 6th, 2019. In my elementary school, I had a teacher named Mr. Murphy. To the boys in my class, he seemed like a giant, but since few of us measured over four feet at the time, our perspective may have been off. Mr. Murphy defined old-fashioned. He wore a schoolmaster's robes stained with chalk dust and scented with pipe tobacco. He had thick, bushy eyebrows and a rich, booming voice that could be heard clear across the schoolyard. He might have struck terror into our hearts, but for the unmistakable twinkle in his eyes as he repressed a smile at our antics. But that gave him away and nobody could be really scared of him. Among assorted subjects, he taught us the rudiments of mathematics, and when he gave us a test, he explained his grading scheme. He would deduct one point for a slip, two points for a mistake, and three points for a blunder. As far as I could understand his system, a slip would have been something like an error in addition, a mistake would be multiplying when you should have divided, and a blunder would be not understanding the problem at all. The US economy of 2019 is, for the most part, a very healthy one, and this is fully reflected in the valuations of stocks and bonds. However, it is a complex environment for the implementation of monetary policy. Although the Fed may have made a slip in discussing inflation and monetary policy last week, they are unlikely to make the mistake of cutting rates sharply today. However, there could be a blunder on the horizon if later this year, in the face of a slowing economy, they cut rates to try to help things out. At his press conference on Wednesday, Jay Powell noted that underlying inflation, as measured by the core consumption deflator, was just 1.6% in March, below the Fed's 2% target. However, he also noted that he thought the decline in core inflation was transitory, and that if an inflation undershoot was persistent, the Fed could take it into account in setting policy. He also appeared to suggest that while he did not see significantly elevated asset prices, risks to the financial system could, in any case, be dealt with through regulation rather than broad monetary policy. These statements probably constitute a tactical slip by the Fed chairman. The truth is core inflation is a lot more stable than headline inflation. And while there are some temporary factors suppressing it, it looks unlikely to rebound strongly. In fact, if the core consumption deflator were to rise at an annual pace of 2% for the rest of this year, it would still be just 1.7% year over year by December. Moreover, if the economy decelerates, it is likely that inflation will remain below the Fed's target. Since the Fed chairman has appeared to downplay the role of monetary policy in stoking asset bubbles, he will have a hard time arguing against rate cuts later this year if the economy runs into headwinds. However, it would be a greater error, a mistake uh, on the Murphy scale, if the Fed were to cut rates in the short run as advocated by the administration. Last Friday's jobs report showed an economy that is healthy but also chronically short of skilled workers. This was evidenced by a fourth consecutive monthly decline in the labor force and the lowest unemployment rate in almost 50 years. This reality should be confirmed by the JOLTS report due out on Tuesday, which should show a record gap of almost 2 million between the number of job openings at the end of March and the number of unemployed in early April. Even if lower interest rates amidst economic optimism stimulated extra demand, it's not clear that the economy could supply the workers to meet it. This could result in an acceleration in wages from the 3.4% year-over-year gain reported for production of non-supervisory workers in the April jobs report, squeezing profit margins. 
At the same time, the more obvious effect of immediately lower interest rates would be to push asset prices, including stock prices, higher. However, with the S&P 500 already trading at 16.9 times forward earnings, a policy move that simultaneously resulted in higher stock prices and lower corporate margins would likely end badly. As Jay Powell has repeatedly made clear, the Fed tries to ignore advice from politicians, and the Fed is very unlikely to cut interest rates in the near term in response to calls to the administration that they do so. However, these calls could sow the seeds for a monetary policy blunder later in the year. Despite a strong GDP report for the first quarter and a strong jobs report for April, we believe the US economy will slow down as the year proceeds. While the Fed may feel very comfortable in ignoring calls for rate cuts today, <coughs> those calls might make them more inclined to concede them later in the year. The problem with this is that cutting short-term interest rates from a very low level in response to economic weakness would probably make that weakness worse. The financial effects of such a rate cut are at best mixed. With mortgage rates and corporate bond deals already at very low levels, it's doubtful that even lower rates would stimulate a surge in either home building or investment spending. Moreover, countering any positive from cheaper borrowing rates would be a loss in interest income for consumers holding money in short-term accounts, short-term bonds and CDs. In addition, the psychological effects of such a rate cut could be very damaging. First, inevitably, if the Fed cut rates in the face of a weakening economy, both the public and the press would ask if they were scared of recession. In the lead-up to an election year, this chorus would swell and could well lead to lower consumer confidence and a postponement of buying, investing and hiring decisions. Secondly, virtually no one seeing the Fed cut rates by, say, half a percent would think that that was the end of it. They would expect an easing cycle and savvy home buyers would surely wait for even lower rates before buying, trying to buy a house, further depressing the housing market. In the week ahead, the spotlight of political attention will thankfully move beyond the Fed to the end game of the China-US trade talks. Provided these come to a speedy resolution, we believe the US expansion could well last into 2020 and probably beyond albeit at a 2% rather than 3% pace. However, even with trade peace, the economy would remain vulnerable to a Fed blunder. As the expansion enters its record-breaking 11th year, nothing is more likely to shorten its life than active Fed attempts to prolong it. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.